You barely notice the rollicking sounds of your schoolmates as the bus belts down the road. You're sitting quite noticeably on the edge of your seat, your shoulder hanging out into the middle aisle, and your legs tensed, ready to spring forward towards the doors. Questions about the night's homework assignment being lobbed your way from someone sitting next to you, but you can barely be bothered with more than one or two word responses. Your absolute favorite show was on last night. Every week it's another twisted horror tale. This week was supposed to be a special, an hour long, but you can't get your mother's stern voice out of your head. That show was a no-go, in her words. Not okay. She had walked in while you sat glued to a particularly hair-raising scene weeks ago, and had since pronounced the program off-limits. Luckily, you know both your parents intend to get home late today. Your stop arrives and you're the first one out the door. Your sneakers slap the pavement of your driveway and you slip inside your front door. You make a beeline to your living room and open the cabinet underneath the TV and you switch on that VCR. You hit rewind and take a sigh of relief, knowing the tape within discreetly captured all the chilling moments broadcast yesterday afternoon. A sudden knocking sound snaps you out of your impatient glee and your head whirls around. Your spine straightens suddenly and you brace to see your parents' inquisitive looks bearing down on you from inside the front door. You breathe out with a sputter when you see the front hallway empty, door still shut. Was, was it the house? The wind? On edge, your eyes dart around. You, you think you saw something out of the corner of your eye. No, wait, did, did you? Stop it, you tell yourself. This is getting stupid. As you hit play, you take a relaxed sigh and the familiar theme music starts to play. But wait, no, what? No, it, it was nothing. You're surely in the clear now, right? Right? I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul everyone this is podcasts of the dead the podcast about all things horror related my name's zach palmer and i've been up for 27 hours straight uh, <laughs> sitting next to me is isaac wright <laughs> and joining us from the void is chrissy beetle all right lads how's your week been uh yeah we've uh, been out for a little bit because i've been on tour with my rad awesome band uh, Rayclone. Sick. Sick, rad, awesome band. Uh, <laughs> the band's name is Rayclone, by the way. I talked over it. I'm sorry. Rayclone. <laughs> Rayclone is the band name. Listen to us. No, this isn't an advertisement for that. Okay? <laughs> please don't. Yeah, please don't. I'm plug moving your band. on from that. I'm going to cut all that out. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so we had two weeks off because I was not here. Uh, and they don't know. As in, Chrissy and Isaac don't know how to operate a microphone. Uh, I don't know how to operate any machine. (laughs) (laughs) I am useless. It's like when my dad showed me how to use a VCR. I didn't understand, so he's like, I'm just going to put green and and red labels on this so you know what makes it play and what makes it stop. And that's the story of how Isaac peed inside of a VCR. <laughs> Never smelt the same. <laughs> Never smelt quite the same. Definitely smelled like burning electronics. But mostly pee. 
<laughs> uh, it's good to be back, y'all. Uh, <laughs> so this episode, uh, well, we'll talk about later what this episode's about because it's about a, a lot of things. A myriad of, of subjects. A myriad of things subjects. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> things and stuff and, oh, bobbles and bits. <laughs> anyway, but before we get to all of that, of course, we have to talk about some horror <laughs> Which there was a lot of for you. Yeah, that's obviously. gonna sound nuts with the reverb. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, bonkers. <laughs> we've had to cut. We've had to cut bits out. So if there's stuff you wanted us to cover, fuck you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> really good fan outreach there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, so, not gonna, we're not going to have social media section at the end of this. It's just like, and by the way, follow us on Fuck You and Stick It Up Your Ugly Ass. <laughs> what is the audio equivalent to a middle finger? <laughs> other, other than just saying fuck you. Is it- Look, it's a mysterious <laughs> disease. The void gave me a disease. <laughs> Please die of any disease. Just any, pick one. <laughs> Rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> Can you die from that? Maybe if you try hard enough. If you try hard enough. <laughs> Anything's possible if you try. <laughs> Just believe in the power of rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> Oh man, like I, I actually got rest and I'm just as loopy as y'all now. <laughs> anyway, news. <laughs> oh man, so the biggest thing that that happened recently is the new Hellboy trailer dropped. We just watched it, and boy, it's it, it it's really good. Like it's a red band trailer, so it, it gives you some of the juicy bits in there. And the CG's on point, the character design's on point. For those that don't know, this is kind of like a reboot of the original, so we're not building off of what they already had with the first two movies, kind of as a new thing. But like I said, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's, it's rad That's as hell. Sick. Yeah, it looks really great. Yeah, the gore, it looks like it's going to be phenomenal. I'm actually really glad they chose to do a Red Band trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it's like, hey, we're just going to show you, like... The cool stuff, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like cool with it because it's a red band trailer, so you know what's up. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of like Deadpool. They're, they're like, hey, we want you to know that we're kind of doing it right, I, guys. <laughs> there, there are people. Out there, I saw some memes of it of people who were saying that the new Hellboy looks like the old Hellboy after drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that's rude. The the Hellboy. <laughs> that's rude and true. <laughs> he, looks like Hel- he looks like Ron Perlman's Hellboy if he listened to maybe a bit more typo negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Ron Perlman if maybe he was in typo negative. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a red Peter Steele. <laughs> <laughs> His hair is pretty wild. I'll get uh, so I like the it, green man, he's the red man. <laughs> and no, for- wait, red man's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well also also like some sort of entity that you can summon with like a piece of paper and two mirrors. Nice. Mm. He doesn't do anything. He just stands there menacingly, and you don't know if he ever leaves. Red Man's also what I call the guy in the front of the hot tamales box. <laughs> that sums up the Hellboy trailer. It's like the guy on the front of the hot tamales box. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm very sleepy. 
<laughs> we, yeah. we also had another great trailer. We had the Critters, the Critters trailer for the TV series Critters: A New Binge. Nice. They didn't. They haven't seemingly used much CG, which I quite like. They're all oh, that's cool. Little furry bastards, you know, oh, real nice. life furry bastards. Yeah, I noticed that when they did those production shots back in. Uh... Uh, was it December or something like that? Yeah. Where they had they showed that it was like actual real like critters, mm-hmm. right? Like real puppets. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, anything with yeah. practical effects is always going to be heads and tails. Well, like, I assume that's what they're going like. to do with the killer clowns thing too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah that is all going to be practical effects. Yeah. That's I fucking what sweet. The Kyoto brothers said. That is what it's about. I'm really. I, it feels like Mad Max kind of like reinvigorated that the like interest in practical effects because everyone yeah. saw that movie and was like, "Let's do more of that." That, was that looks amazing. That was definitely a huge catalyst for mm-hmm. that. There doesn't think, yeah. seem to be anyone <laughs> big in this new Critters series, which means we get new people. Hell yeah! Yep. Always excited to see new people get into some horror stuff. And it does mean we don't get that stupid, like, thing that went through the Critters series where they took that one random bloke from the first film and made him important in all of them, even though he was kind of terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like if they took the, the, the... All the sequels of Friday the 13th were all starring Steve Christie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, all the sequels of Friday's Thirteenth, starring Chris Christie. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No! I want. Oh god, the images. <laughs> but just think about like a fight between Chris Christie and Jason. Just like, come on, that would have been the perfect like. Uh, culmination. It's a whole different blooded boots. That would be it. Would be the best like culmination of Jason in Manhattan because you could just see Chris Christie blocking that bridge across, like going into New Jersey, and Jason being like, "No, I'm coming in there." <laughs> going back. <laughs> He'd go back to New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, like, um, there a uh, New Jersey jokes. We don't have time for yeah, that. <laughs> That's a trope now. Almost. <laughs> time for New Jersey jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So another big trailer that dropped was the new uh, Twilight Zone trailer. We talked about the teaser uh, last episode we were on. It looked really dope. And I I will admit, I I personally haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm going to go watch it right after this. But I know that, you know, the people that I work with just in my mundane job, you know, everyone's talking about it. And like the older people are really excited, too, because all of them just recall, you know, they were like, yeah, when I was younger, you know, you would go to school or you'd go to work and then you'd come and come home, watch Twilight Zone. The next day, everyone would be talking about, did you watch Twilight Zone last night? Oh, my God. And so there's a lot of excitement about it. And I love that Twilight Zone is hopefully going to bring, you know, popular horror back into, like, the forefront again. I hope so. Yeah, yeah I it's, hope so. it's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, I would just like it to, like, I want horror TV shows to be good. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Ugh, God. Don't even get me fucking started on American Horror Story. Uh, we, we, we could, we could, we might have an Or episode. Scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, I love it. 
I have I, a I lot of things the to Scream say. Series, but I oh, oh, oh uh, Isaac please. and I both watched it. Watch it, please. Oh, oh man, you'll hate it. <laughs> Oof is too short of a word. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> it was done by MTV, so you know there was already some fuckery going yeah. on when they started making it, so... Yeah, that was that was fuckery. Music TV, more like mundane TV. Wait, yo, roasted. So Barbie Wilde and the people behind Women in Horror Month have done. Uh, it seems to be an annual thing, from what I can gather, but don't quote me on that. Um, I, I never do. A thing called. <laughs> they're doing they're doing a blood drive called Wild About Blood. Now everyone remembers Barbie Wild as playing the memorable female Cenobite from Hellraiser Two. Not from Hellraiser mm. One. She wasn't that memorable. Right. <laughs> I feel bad saying that. I like the one but from the he- memorable female I Cenobite. I liked her. Yeah, I love yeah. the, the female Cenobite from one. But that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Let's talk about the yeah. dr- blood drive. <laughs> and yeah, no, she she and loads of other people got behind and were doing this. This, this video, which we shared on the Facebook page, and, you know, Kane Hodder was in it, and Chop Top was in it, and yeah, go go donate blood if you can, it's a good cause. Absolutely. Um, so, then another thing, and this is actually, I, I will admit, this is something Chrissy told me about, but they are, uh, it was on Shudder, there is a new documentary coming out called Horror Noir, and it was released for Black History Month, and it's chronicle, uh, chronicling a lot of the, uh, the African-American actors and, um, characters in a lot of famous horror films and everything like that, and I'm really excited about that, uh, I think we're about to be at the point where we need Shudder. I think yeah. we're up. Like, we'll talk about this. Yeah, I think what I'm about to cancel, just straight up cancel my gym membership and get shut. <laughs> that is that is the trade-off. <laughs> Fuck weights. <laughs> Fuck running. <laughs> but, running is for nerds. Um, do you have any other uh details about horror noir, Chrissy? Um, I not not really. I just as I saw it on, on Twitter, I haven't got Shudder yet. And sort of the only details about it were on Shudder. Uh, I know one of the bits in it was about Blackula. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the big big bits in the documentary is about Blackula. Okay. And that just alone interests me. Yeah. So, um... Keith David's in it. Oh, shit. Ooh. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel Nunez Jr. and Ken Ferrey are in nice. it. Nice. Is Tony Todd in it? Uh, yes, Tony Todd's in it. Fuck yeah. And Ken- Ken Sagos is in it. Jordan Peele's in it. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, but, yeah. I know Jordan Peele was Absolutely. in it, of course. Because why the fuck wouldn't he be? <laughs> yeah. Ken Sagos being the, uh, the, oh, what's his name? The kid in something we are going to mention. The kid in Dream Warriors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of Dream Warriors. Kincaid. Oh. There we go. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Dream Warriors, uh, while we were away, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street had its 35th anniversary. Uh, that was on February what now? Uh, 12? Yeah, 12. And then Dream Warriors had its 35th anniversary on... Or was it... Thir- no, it wasn't 35th. It couldn't have been 35th. It would have probably been. 32nd. 32nd. <laughs> years are hard. Uh, on uh, February 27th, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, I love both of those movies. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I also really like Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is great. Underrated. It's really gay. Oh, it's incredibly gay. <laughs> but that's fine. There's nothing wrong with gay. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I, I think 2 is underrated, by the way. I think not enough people yeah, watch really that movie. Uh, so, uh, they had... Uh, screenings nationwide of the first Nightmare on Elm Street because of the 35th anniversary. Apparently, they're going to release a box set of some kind. There's always, that is the uh, rumor. There's always a box set <laughs> somewhere out there <laughs> uh, in the works. Four, uh, 4K macro pixel Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, they'll Blu -ray they'll probably save that for the 40th <laughs> thinking about it. 80.27 surround sound. <laughs> I don't even know what those numbers mean. 80... <laughs> Speakers, 27 <laughs> subwoofers. <laughs> oh, man, watch a nightmare like that would be an assault to the senses. It would be amazing. <laughs> you would poop your pants immediately. <laughs> the first, like... <laughs> the first, like, jump scare, you would, oh. you would destroy the universe. Ticket the, the, to the sound Town. of Freddy's knives as he goes across that, like, fence. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and you know, like, you hate like, that scratching yeah. noise? Imagine that. Oof. Oh, it would literally rip your skin apart. It would be so loud. <laughs> anyway, other than that, uh, Nightbreed, the Clive Barker film, uh, is uh, getting a three-hour cut called the Cabal Cut. Uh, now, there's already a Cabal Cut that exists, right? but this is like a proper Cabal Cut? It's an extreme oh, Cabal Cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a proper Cabal Cut. Uh, yeah, because they're actually able to digitally restore the footage from this one. Yeah, so uh, Nightbreed is kind of not... One of uh, Clyde Barker's more famous ones. I mean, you would think of Hellraiser and Candyman when you think of Clyde Barker. But if you haven't watched Nightbreed, definitely watch it because it's like a it's a fantasy horror film, which is nice. That's unique too. Yeah. I mean, you don't it's get nice. a lot of that. Yeah. And David Cronenberg's in it. David Cronenberg plays a bad guy. <laughs> and the monsters are good guys. Yes. Oh, that that alone makes it worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. I, I always love when monsters are, like, not the demons. Nightbreed is so good. Bad. Plus, people the are cast the bad of people. Hellraiser in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> We're doing mm -hmm. the King of the Hill thing now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we have for news. Now we're going to do the thing. Okay, uh, this week we're talking about, like we said, uh, a few things. Uh, we're talking about kids' horror shows. Uh, specifically those ones from the 80s and 90s uh, that, for some reason, were made. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for uh, some reason, yeah, just for, like, out of the realm of possibility. For some reason. We're going to talk about some properties that no child should even know about, and yeah. yet they made cartoons out of <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. But it's some good shit, this episode. Uh, it's This one, we didn't really do a whole lot of research. This is just like, mostly like we kind of rewatched some episodes from some of the shows that we're talking about. There wasn't a whole lot of research. It's kind of a nostalgic thing. It's more conversational rather than informative this time. So 
we hope you enjoyed it. Gave me, it gave me an excuse to rewatch the Toxic Crusaders. <laughs> gave me an excuse to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but, for sure. We'll, we'll get to that one later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was able to rewatch a ton of the Adam Family cartoon from 1992. Nice. <clears throat> which had John Astin return for Gomez because John Astin was Gomez in the 19. 19- 60s TV show. Um, it had other famous people like Carol Channing was in it. Oh shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she she was Grandmama and Rob oh, Paulson was doing Rob Paulson things. Yep. <laughs> so it had some pretty famous like pretty famous voice actors. And I watched two really, really good episodes that I hadn't seen before. I'd made sure I didn't I watch ones that I hadn't seen. And I watched Adam Sandley PTA where Morticia goes and joins like the school parent thing and <laughs> it's really sweet. That sounds she like thinks it. her I kids don't like she thinks her kids don't have fun with her. Aww. And it made me really emotional. That's almost a really Bob's Burgers type of storyline. Like that just gives me like a uh, reminiscent of that episode where like um Linda's really trying to connect with Tina and Tina's going through adolescence, you know? Right. She's like, I'm the fun mom, I'm the fun mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was she was trying to just have fun with Wednesday and Pugsley and it was really sweet. And I also watched an, another episode called NJ Adams, where their neighbour, Norman Jr., <laughs> which is Rob Paulson's character's son, decides that he doesn't want to be part of his family anymore because they're boring and I mean because Rob Paulson's character is an underwear salesman. <laughs> <laughs> And he joins the Adams clan at one of their big family reunions, and then he realizes it's hard to be an Adams. Yeah, I can imagine so. And I love the art style because it's quite, it's quite similar to like the to the comic strip style, but they mm-hmm. also kind of made it modern and sort of tried to make it reminiscent of because the film would just come out as well at the same time, right? around the same time, so they tried to, like, make it reminiscent of that, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I always loved the art style of Adam's Family. It, it gives you a little bit of a gothic hint to it, but at the same right. time, it, but it's still fun. Like, it, like un, the undercurrent of horror is kind of undercut it's by how much fun like the a, show is. It's kind of like a more hip and kooky monsters. Right, yeah. yeah. And one thing I was going to ask is, um, like, there might be people out there who don't remember the Adams Family too fondly. I mean, how closely were they related to the old show, The Monsters? Did that were they kind of like? It came before The Monsters because it obviously really? it was based on the comic strip, oh, like the okay. weekly comic strip. And in the seventies, there was an animated series as well. But it was, you know, it came slightly before The Monsters. A, um, one of the networks saw how well the Adam family was doing, so that's why they made the monsters. Oh shit, that's cool! I didn't know yeah. that at all. I, so I that... have a very personal relationship with with the Adam family. One, my my namesake coming from the film, because mm-hmm. my mother absolutely loved the film, and also to to be incredibly sappy, I I spent a lot of rewatching it with with with, with my partner Stephen. And we're we're dumb and also gross and stupid. <laughs> have stupid corresponding nicknames that may or may not be the same that Gomez and Morticia have for each other because we're stupid and gross. 
I don't think that's stupid and gross. Anything horror related can't be stupid and, stupid and gross, right? That's, that's <laughs> stupid and gross. <laughs> you know, every, everyone knows Jim Cummings' voice. He's really famous voice actor. He was Lurch. Mm-hmm. Nice. I am Lurch. <laughs> <laughs> I always I love doing that like really deep voice. So that seems like such a fun wow. voice to be able to do yeah. for money. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I, like like you were saying, I think it's really interesting that Adam's Family is kind of one of those things that, perhaps not accidental, but was kind of like, um, shit, <laughs> was kind of <laughs> like, uh, now I'm blanking on the thing we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> how, no, how Friday the 13th was built on how successful Halloween was. Right. Yeah. Adam's fam- or oh, the Munsters was built on how successful Adam's family was. Yeah. So th- I-, I think that's a really cool part of uh, the equation, too. So I think mm. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to... A cool thing has to come along for you to make another cool thing <laughs> on top of it. You got to springboard ideas, True. man. True, yeah. yeah. No joke. Yeah. I mean the the whole the whole world of ideas is built off of springboarding ideas off of better ideas. In one word, plagiarism. Yeah. No, that's wrong. No, I didn't say that. But close. the monsters plagiarize Adam's family. <laughs> Take the court. Some people thought that. Get the like, royalties. Some people thought that at the time, but because of the way that um, with the test audience, uh. Herman's original wife was called Phoebe, and she looked very much like Morticia Adams. <laughs> very really? much like Carolyn <laughs> Jones as Morticia Adams. But they were like, no, and then that's why they changed it to Lily and Yvonne DiCarlo. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> we can elaborate more on how hot Yvonne DiCarlo is in a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep you posted on, on that little tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the shows that you were watching was Beetlejuice. Oh, yes. The Beetlejuice. I watched Beetlejuice as a kid, uh, actually, and I didn't quite get it because I hadn't seen the movie yet as a mm. kid. Mm-hmm. So I just saw the show, and I thought the the movie was based on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, cool, they made a live-action film out of that cartoon that I used to watch. And no, <laughs> uh, I yeah, and I thought for the longest time actually that Michael Keaton uh, voiced the uh, voice Beetlejuice in it, but it's not. No. But he does like the the guy who does it. He does like a Michael Keaton impersonation sort mm-hmm. of. He like has like Michael Keaton kind of like inflections. Yeah, his name yeah. is Stephen Wimet or Wimet. Wimet, yeah, he's yeah. he's Canadian. He's yeah. French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, really, he seems pretty cool. I like his voice. Yeah, he does have a good voice, but yeah, I he is trying very hard to do like a fucking Michael Keaton imperson- mm. like impersonation in that whole show. That's all. That's not always a bad thing, though. I mean, one thing we'll talk about later is real Ghostbusters. I love that show, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But one of the actors, Dave Coulier, that plays Peter Venkman, just does his damnedest to do a fucking uh, Bill Murray impersonation, Man. and it does not fit as well as it should. Because sounds the, like his Garfield character, because he was yeah. Like Garfield. <laughs> Man, fuck Dave Coulier. <laughs> Full House is whack. <laughs> what about Fuller House though? A whacker. <laughs> whacker House. <laughs> Exceptionally whack. Something I really liked about the Beetlejuice cartoon was the use of like the preppy schoolgirl 
um, that was like Lydia's antagonist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know. I, I like Lydia. I like whoever voiced Lydia because I'm going to be honest. One of my very first crushes ever because I was into goth girls even as like a child was Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. Yeah, uh, she she's really cute. She's a cute. Winona Ryder's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm so attracted to one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was the actress in uh, Stranger Things, right? Yeah, the mom. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah. she is so amazing in that show, and, like, age has done wonders for her. Like, she looks great, you know what I mean? She and... is certainly very average in Alien Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm going to sit on the, the, the side of I actually kind of like Alien Resurrection, but that, that's neither here nor there. We'll save that for later, It's guys. okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> Uh, one of the things about Beetlejuice that one of the powers that they gave Beetlejuice in the show in the cartoon is that whenever he has like figures of speech, whenever he says figure, figures of speech, they actually happen. Yeah, it's super forthcoming. It is. It is very interesting, but it kind of like makes interesting like conundrums mm. and like it makes the story happen a lot of the time. Like there's an episode called Skeletons in the Closet. Where Beetlejuice literally has skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 world that Beetlejuice lives in is called the Neither World, and it's when you lie in the Neither World, you get a, uh, a skeleton. You get a closet. skeleton in your closet. Literally, it it manifests physically in the world. I don't know. It's an interesting concept. That's really cool. Yeah, actually. I what, I don't know. Was that explored in the movie at all? Because no. uh, full disclosure, like I, that's one I missed out on. Like I've you, you never saw. The I movie. have never seen Beetlejuice. The movie is pretty good. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah I know. I, yeah, I I enjoy it. And I love Michael Keaton, so like it's one I definitely want to go back. And I watch. like a lot of the imagery in it. One of the things that I like about the show too is that. Uh, it has the score by Danny Elfman. Yeah. Oh yeah, Danny yeah. Elfman's so good. Yeah. Well, it's just like he, man, he was fucking banging out some shit in the oh, fucking yeah, the, the er, like late '80s, early '90s, where mm -hmm. he was just he was like he did Batman, and then he did fucking Beetlejuice, and he did uh, what Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Mm -hmm. he oh did, like, yeah. He did a whole bunch. Well, it was mostly Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. It was pretty mm -hmm. much exclusively Tim Burton stuff. Which for for at that time period wasn't a bad thing. Right. Nowadays, if you're associated with Tim Burton, you're like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> but back in the day, he was on point. <laughs> now, if you, now if you're really into Tim Burton, you are also really into like Joker and Harley, Harley Quinn relationship <laughs> memes. Yeah, and like Sasha <laughs> Baron Cohen's bullshit and shit. I don't know. We live in a society. <laughs> we live in a society. Another, oh, one of my favorite gamers rise up. One of my favorite little it was a really funny little nod to Johnny Depp in fucking Beetlejuice the animated series with Prince Vince. Is it really? Oh yeah, no! Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the season which, one episode. Which now yeah. is an awful thing. Yeah, oh, now, yeah. now is awful. But at the, at the time, it was like, haha. That that's a guy that Tim Burton works with all the time. Yeah. No. Because wow. I think he'd been in a couple of things during the period of Beetlejuice animated series. I think so. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in, uh, I mean, way earlier than that, I think he was in what, Who's Eating, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. No, wait. Hold mm. on. Yeah, he was, right? Yeah, he was in What's Eating. No, no, that was, um, mm, I don't... that was DiCaprio. That was DiCaprio, yeah, yeah, yeah. but wasn't, I thought I could have sworn Johnny Depp was in that too. Uh I'm gonna look it up. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, he uh, uh, Johnny Depp was also in Nightmare on Elm Street, of course. That was right. his first yeah. thing. Yep. But yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Johnny Depp's in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Was Suck that- it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I did not know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. But anyway, one of the ones that uh, I was looking at, and t- th- this was one I was coming in totally fresh, because I never saw the original movie that it came uh, off of. fresh. Ah, <laughs> but this is one I never saw the original property, but I watched uh, some of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. Which <laughs> I didn't... Fresh. Which I didn't even know existed. Yes, I'm ignoring you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I did look for a copy of it. Couldn't find one at my local uh, store, so wasn't able to watch the movie. But I did watch the shit out of some of this TV show, because it is on YouTube, guys. And we do want to preface this by saying, if you can watch any of these cartoons that we're talking about through legal sources, like, buy them. If you can, they're they're good investment. Yeah. But support, unfortunately... Support yeah, for sure. <laughs> But for, but unfortunately, a lot of it is on YouTube, and it's it's free. And if if no one's stopping it, there's nothing we can do to tell you not to watch it there. So <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what to say. But anyway, so I went into this totally without having any like interest in the series or any exposure to the series beforehand, and I loved it. Because to give you a little bit of a background, what Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is, it is a spoof of uh, 50s giant monster movies and stuff like that. And it is done in a very tongue-in-cheek way, very knowing way. And uh, I learned that it actually predated Airplane, which a lot of people are going to say is like one of the first big spoof movies. But this predated that and um the cartoon came about in a very strange way if the wikipedia article i read is correct (laughs) your college professor would say no yeah exactly Uh, (laughs) even the even the page did say citations needed so i'm like "Mm, okay but anyway apparently so attack of the killer tomatoes had come out and for whatever reason um the show Muppet Babies was running around the same time, and as it does, <laughs> there's an episode called Attack of the Silly Tomatoes, where one of the characters has to stop some very silly tomatoes. I would assume I didn't get that deep into my, <laughs> into my research on this guy. You did not do a tangential search and watch the Muppet Babies episode relating to this. But anyway, what kind of researcher are you? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, that became one of the uh, highest rated episodes of that show. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> have several questions. I know. It's bizarre. But by from that point, then that production company talked to the production company that did Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's like, hey, there's still interest in this property. Do y'all want to keep going? So they did make Return of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And when that mm-hmm. did fairly well, they decided, let's make a cartoon for children. <laughs> Out of this fucking horror spoof. Yeah, that, that makes sense, right? <laughs> no, no <laughs> idea why. That went through the minds of everyone at that point. <laughs> but the cool thing is, it was one of the first shows to air on Fox Kids, which was, at least in my childhood, you know, one of those after school things you went home and did. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, the, basically, the Fox Kids logo is watermarked in my brain. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> Fox Kids shows, side note, was. <laughs> The Godzilla show. Oh yeah, but sure. it, you know, it's based off of the Ma- the Matthew. Yeah, well, it was based off the Matt Broderick one, which I fucking hate. But they gave they gave everyone so much more depth in the cartoon. Yeah, it the was show, so good. The show is good. The movie's ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, for Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, the cartoon, it's really fun, and it doesn't try to be anything but fun, and that's what I love about it. Yeah, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, the the premise is that this. Doctor, Doctor Putrid T. Gangrene, 
course that's his name. <laughs> he develops a, a whole host of evil tomatoes that attack people. And I love that in the intro, they actually do an homage to the birds with a woman in a phone booth. But instead of getting attacked by birds, she's being attacked by fucking rabid tomatoes and it knocks it over. And he has an assistant named Igor. Is this what like what living in Italy is like? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah, because Chrissy is Italian. <laughs> Sicilian, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's cool. Heritage. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But um but so but Igor, instead of being this like hunchback or weird looking guy, he's like this built tanned um fucking blonde haired dude and he speaks in like a surfer accent his voice actor is actually the same guy that plays leonardo in the teenage mutant ninja turtles animated series oh really that's yeah. awesome and um I, I believe that's the case he was a voice actor in one of the cartoons i watched <laughs> i'm almost positive no yes it was attack of the killer tomatoes okay. not toxic crusaders <laughs> but um but he was also in akira too that's a, that's the main credit of that voice oh, actor. Really? yeah i can't remember oh, his name man. off the top of my head but google him he's amazing he's like Hell a yeah. great voice actor mm. um but anyway but yeah so he's completely the opposite of what your normal depiction of igor is and they even make a quip at one point like the the doctor says he's like some scientists get boris karlov or peter Lorre, and i'm stuck with this and I'm watching that I'm like what kid would get that no kid would get yeah. that what are you what was this I wonder, and, I wonder if that's a reference to a, a character from the Toxic Crusaders as well depending on when that came out exactly because that character is very similar and has the exact same voice I know who you're talking about the guy that's basically uh, headbanger, the, the, headbanger a, that's his name a guy called Fender and a guy called Dr. Bender yeah it's, it's a guy named Fender and a guy named Bender but instead of calling him Fender Bender they call him headbanger <laughs> um but anyway um the protagonist of attack of the killer tomatoes is a young is a young boy and he is the the last line of defense against the tomatoes in pretty much every scenario for some reason and they engineered another tomato that when exposed to salt turns into a woman and if she's ever exposed to salt, she sneezes and turns back into a tomato and cannot communicate or anything. Then there's FT, which is my favorite character, which I think stands for Fuzzy Tomato, because he's a fuzzy tomato. And everyone just refers to him as the dog, as if they don't see that he looks exactly like a tomato. And these host of characters work at a pizza restaurant. <laughs> work at a pizza restaurant owned by a gentleman who is a veteran and loves making the worst concoctions of pizza ever, such as mayonnaise and halibut. And Why? <laughs> don't <laughs> know. <laughs> and anytime shit goes down, he goes out and gets in full paratrooper gear and brandishes a saber and is very gung-ho, but for whatever reason, his parachute is always deployed and dragging on the ground behind him. Oh my god. And I'm like, why did that make that the character design? I'm assuming because it would make a good toy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So It seems as good a reason as any. So, I, mean, I could rant about this. about selling toys. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's for fucking sure. So I could rant about this show for a while because I actually really like it. I'm going to continue watching it after we're done with this episode, by the way. <laughs> but um, the one thing I'll mention before I get to my favorite episode is that they did have a second season of it, and that's kind of where it went a little off the rails. Cause oh, is that where it went off the rails? <laughs> Not the horrible pizzas? (laughs) Not not the sneezing, (laughs) gender-changing tomato? No, completely species-changing. I wish salt was able to do that. Yeah, 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 I wish it was as easy as salt, and not like, you know, hormone therapy, and then like, you know, just... dysphoria for like years. There is actually a joke in the show which I thought was really funny, and uh, like timely as far as transgender issues and stuff. There was actually a point where they talked to her and was like, get this girl out of here. And she's like, well, I'm not actually a girl. I'm actually a tomato. <laughs> and then you're just like, <laughs> just like surprise face. And you're just like, whoa. So I don't know. The, the show is just really on point and just really fun to watch. But unfortunately, in the second season, kind of where it went downhill was they changed their animation studio. The animation changed its style all altogether. And apparently they only they didn't do that many episodes. They did like maybe eight or nine episodes, and they were released out of order. They didn't release them like in the way that they were intended to be, and just a lot of things didn't click. Like they changed it to where Tara could actually communicate in tomato form, which she never had the ability to do in season one. And they made Gangrene look a lot more like Doctor Wily, like a lot more like Doctor <laughs> Wily from Mega Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway. Just to sum up my favorite episode, uh, it's called The Tomato of the Black Lagoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. What am I in for? And so, yeah, uh, it's basically about the scientist that finds a uh, little twig that has a bone growing out of it, and that's the the missing link between humans and tomatoes. Bone twig. And. (laughs) Bone twig. Uh, a bone twig. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes looking in the San Zucchini uh, rainforest because they live in San Zucchini, California. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> of course they do. But they go looking in the rainforest to find the missing link in the Black Lagoon, and they go in a boat made of wood, and uh, Gangrene's master plan is to follow them in a hot air balloon shaped like a tomato and <laughs> throw seeds that then grow into tomato piranhas, and the captain of the boat is is quick to point out that those piranhas are awful because they love wood and they'll destroy the boat. And so I love the solution to this problem that the child comes up with is it's like, hey, stick wooden things into the water and then the piranhas will bite onto them and we can toss them over our shoulder without looking behind us into conveniently placed buckets. You describing this show to me is my own personal health. And I am glad you're finished. <laughs> oh, am I? Oh, I guess I am. It's like, <laughs> but please, please watch it. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you have any thoughts on uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, um, Chrissy? Because I know you've seen it. I, right? I saw like a couple of episodes. I must have seen season two, I guess, because I didn't like the animation style. And I, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. But I may reattempt to watch it. Season one, some good shit, y'all. Yeah, I mean, Isaac is talking the shit out of yeah. it, so I mean, it, it must be okay, or it must be really bad because Isaac likes really bad. Things. I do, I do, man. That's not you why. like awful things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the next thing we're talking about is my fucking jam. Hell yeah. beware! You're in for a fucking scare. Oh, shit, it's spooky. <laughs> 
I fucking love Goosebumps. Goosebumps is amazing. I love Goosebumps. Goosebumps. I watched so much Goosebumps as a kid. Uh, so I. I mean. But still, my favorite episode is the same episode that I loved as a kid, which is The Haunted Mask. That is, honestly, The Haunted Mask, even though written for children, I'd put, I'd, I'd almost say it's like one of those, like, classic horror stories, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like a piece of literature. Oh, the Haunted yes. Mask was fucking terrifying. Oh, yes. yeah. It is not only a classic horror story, it's also got, like, a message. It's like, you know, mm. be, be okay with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's the uh, the fucking live action adaption the, in the TV show is actually still terrifying. It's so good. We watched yeah. it like on Halloween, I think, and yeah. we were just like, oh my god, this is amazing. I still peed myself yeah. watching it. <laughs> like, and the masks that they did, they do that little behind the scenes where they actually made all those masks. Yeah. Like, the effects in that episode mm. are so good. You're like, Fox did this? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a real fucking good episode. It's it's so good. But also, I mean, like I said, it also has a message. Where it's just like, you know, be okay with who you are. Mm-hmm. For those Don't that wear do- a mask. For those that don't know, I mean, please watch it. But it's basically about a girl that goes out trick-or-treating, but she doesn't like any of her Halloween costumes. She wants to be scary. She doesn't like being picked on. She doesn't like being a doormat for people. So she sees this mask, the creepy mask owner, or mask store owner tells her not to get like some Majora's Mask shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so she takes the mask, puts it on, and then she finds out it's starting to become her skin and she can't get it on. Like the most terrifying moment, the most terrifying moment to me is that point where she's like, I can't, I can't find the crease. Yeah. Like where's the crease? Like you you put yourself in that position and you're just like, oh God, that would be absolutely terrifying. I've been, I've been in like cosplay masks like that. Really? It's like, oh God, you've got to find it. Yeah. And it was like, oh no. Like I, I need to breathe, please, please let me breathe. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you said your favorite episode was Night of the Living Dummy, right? Yeah, I absolutely love Night of the Living Dummy. I love ventriloquist dolls. I think they're absolutely like morbidly fascinating. Yes, uh, even and though the movie sucks, is so good. Yeah, even though the movie sucks, I do like Dead Silence. Like I enjoy it yes. because I love Dead Silence. Uh, it was really fucking good. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was kind of crappy, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> yes. I, I loved it. Hey, that's fair, I me. like crappy things. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to like crappy films. <laughs> yeah. I'm being real judgmental today. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so actually, I haven't seen... Um... You said Night of the Ventriloquist? No, or, no, no. no, no Night, Night, Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, I haven't seen that Describe one. Describe it to us, Chrissy. Right. So, so, I mean, Night of the Living Dummy 2 is the one that I think they adapted for TV. Oh, okay. Uh, it was either 2 or Three. It might have been three. I think I think they did two and three. They didn't do the first one. They did two and three. Like the Living Dummy Two, a girl who's into ventriloquism, like her sister paints and her brother does something else. And at family night, she has this horrible. She gets a new ventriloquist dummy from her dad, and she says some magic words, sort of like the con Candarian incantations. <laughs> and this this dummy called Slappy comes to life and starts taking sort of tries to ruin her life. Oof. And then they have to stop him. He's called Slappy because he masturbates a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what is one? Is I'm in a weird mood today, is y'all. One, is he one, dummy thick. One in three. He's is- dummy thick. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. But yeah. Okay, enough it's, with it's the It's a memes. really good episode. <laughs> it, is a good, it is a good episode. 
uh, I'm sorry that I'm this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I just read all the books of Goosebumps when I was yeah. a kid. I read the, yeah, the I shit read out of those. Books. And my honestly, guilty pleasure. My favorite Goosebumps books were the Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps books. Me too. They actually. were so yeah. good. I love them. Because they put you in the position that, hey, you dead now. And you're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I'm dead. I can't read anymore. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, shit, I can just restart. <laughs> it's the all the experiences of dying, but through a book. Yay! <laughs> now death won't be so scary, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure books <laughs> prepare you made, for death. have made me accept the cold embrace of death. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but so, in, kind of in that vein, another live-action show that I did a little bit of watching. Was, also filmed in Canada. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Another very Canadian show. We forgot to mention that the Goosebumps was uh, Canadian-produced and everything, just like X-Files, actually. Yeah. But, um, Canada used to be cool. Yeah, they uh, still still are, but they, they have their trouble spots just like everyone does at this point. Let's yeah. just say that. Let's just say everyone has trouble spots because it's 2019 and the world sucks. But anyway. That's for fucking true. <laughs> um, are You Afraid of the Dark ran on the snick block of Nickelodeon back when I was a kid and my parents never let me watch it had to only watch it when I was like at my aunt and uncle's house cause uh it was, which one was the snick block it was, was like Saturday with, night was that the one with bug juice I think it was the one with all real monsters actually oh hell yeah I think I don't remember hell for yeah. sure that's that's my jam. Yeah, I know. All oh, real why are we talking about all real True, monsters? True, yeah. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty. Huh? <laughs> I forgot about that show, actually. I love, I love all that real show, monsters. yeah. Quick, quick, quick side side thing. All real monsters is great. The guy that has his eyeballs in his hands is awesome. Well, <laughs> my friend Candace would be disappointed that we didn't talk about it. True, I'm disappointed his, in myself, yeah. His, name, his name's Crumb, by the way. Awesome. Yeah, which Crumb. is also a city in Texas that True. we live next to. K-R-U-M. K-R-U-M, Texas. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, but anyway, Are You Afraid of the Dark was really good. It had some really good writing and some really bad writing, depending <laughs> on the episode. Like, I watched a couple and... The ones that I watched varied between being stupid and being really kind of kind of good. Like my favorite one that I watched was actually the Tale of the Prom Queen. It was a later one. It was about these guys going to a cemetery to look for ghosts, and specifically the ghost of a prom queen that died after being stood up on a date uh, for prom. And they meet this girl in the cemetery who's seemingly. Uh, paying her respects to uh, someone, and they're really creepy. Like, if I were this girl, I would have noped the fuck out. Like, I'd be like, nope, I'm going home. But instead, they stick around, and they do research, and they do all this stuff to uh, try to figure out when the prom queen will appear, and what happened to uh, the date that didn't pick her up, and they actually find out that he actually had a car accident on the way to pick her up, oh, and, she. like, you know, she died later, you know, just you know, despondent that um, she didn't get to go to prom and stuff like that and was haunting the cemetery. But That's when okay. they finally, they finally the see it. Have blood over you. <laughs> yeah, that happens every prom, exactly, right? Yeah, every prom is, Carrie is the perfect prom movie. <laughs> I wonder if they ever do like Carrie-themed proms. They must, right? And someone has to get like, if, if, someone has if to get If a high school did a Carrie-themed prom, That'd be the coolest high school ever. I know, right? That'd be I would amazing. actually go there. <laughs> I would have gone to prom. Yeah. But, but I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, but so when they finally see a ghost uh, in the cemetery toward the end, it's actually a car rolling up. 
and it's actually the boyfriend. And at that point, the girl that they met in the cemetery gets up, and she changes into wearing a prom dress and everything, and you find out it was her the whole time, and that she had to have other people's help to leave the cemetery to find out what happened, and now she can rest peacefully. No. And I was like, I, you know, I was expecting like a scare or something at the end, but instead it was like really wholesome. I'm like, oh, wow, that's an awesome episode. Like, I loved it. Then the other episode I watched was about this kid who's really into hunting vampires, so much so Same. that he gets his parents to take him to a notably vampire-infested part of the country, and his parents are Pennsylvania? super- Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> his parents are super down with it, and uh, he has, like, black nail polish on, he has his ears pierced, he wears <laughs> shades indoors, he's wearing oh. trench coats so he's everywhere. he's like the golf kid. Exactly, but his parents are so cool that they're like, oh, it's just a face. If he was in West Memphis, he would have been tried for murder. Uh, <laughs> is but, what you're saying. But anyway, so he checks into this hotel, and the guy that checks him in is really creepy, and the guy that checks him in thinks that he's the vampire, and so he rounds up another one of the townsfolk, and they start chasing this kid down with pitchforks and axes in a kid show. Be like, we're gonna get you you're the last of the scourge that's gonna haunt this town and so finally they uh, hunt the kid down and kill him they don't I, well hold on uh, <laughs> so they finally something happened I, I i don't remember it picture perfect but something happens and they get freaked out like the guy that checked him in gets freaked out but the kid's able to convince the other that he's not the vampire. And he gets to the point that he's like, oh shit, there were vampires here, but they're gone now because they explore the catacombs underneath the hotel and they find the remains of the vampire. And so he thinks everything's hunky-dory. They solve the mystery, takes off his nail polish, puts on his, his regular clothes. Hi, mom and dad. I'm okay now. And they're like, oh, that's great, Shun. Shucks. And so then he goes back in to say, oh yeah, no, sorry, got so scared to the hotel clerk and he's like yeah um this i still don't know what happened with the because i someone went missing from a vampire attack allegedly i still don't know what happened with that and the clerk's like yeah i was really hoping that people would think that was you and he's like wait what and huh? then that's when fucking hotel clerk shows his fangs and it fades to black <laughs> Yeah, what? Yeah, it's a great ending. You're just like, ooh, that's Hit a Mary good one. murdered a child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and presumably the parents after the, he, they come in to yeah. look for him. They implied child murder. <laughs> so, like I said, that episode actually kind of watch rocked. it. It's good. Um, so, like I said, Are You Afraid of the Dark's a little pick and mix. It's a little hit and miss as far as the quality of the episodes. Pick but you're down to find a good one. And... One of the cast of the Midnight Society, the characters that tell the stories at the beginning of each yeah. episode, one of them looks exactly like Zach. So if you want to know what 13-year-old Zach looks like, watch season one of Are You Afraid of the Dark and, and look I, for a guy with I, glasses. I did look it up, and yes, that is what I look like yeah. as, as, as a 13-year-old child. I vaguely remember looking lo looking at that kid and thinking, that look, could look like Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of young... 13 year old uh, children from the 90s look like me. You also look like the Toys R Us kid you've been famously, <laughs> you famously said. Or a kid from the Toys R Us advertising. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, people scream at me, Zach, Zach, he's a Lego maniac. 
You also got yelled at, hey, Peter Parker, yeah, one time. That's true. <laughs> no, okay, true story. I Off the rails I again. Was, I was walking down the street in Denton, Texas, where I live, and uh, somebody yelled out of a car window at me, you look like Peter Parker! <laughs> and then drove swiftly away. I can see that. I can see that. I was equal parts embarrassed, confused, uh, uh, impressed. I was about to say, uh, a little validated, this nerd little, shirt's finally working a, out for me. A little validated, uh, flattered. Yeah. I was a lot of emotions at once. Can you do everything a spider can? God, no. Aw. Hoping you had web glands in your butt. <laughs> no, just poop. <laughs> I can't even look at a wall without falling over. <laughs> so, real Ghostbusters. What is Fuck everyone? Yes. What is everyone's favorite episode to start off with? Seamless transition. <laughs> um, I've said this a couple times before. My favorite episode of the real Ghostbusters is just this one-off where. Um, there's this old capitalist goon who wants to take all his money to the afterlife with him, or in what they call in the Ghostbusters, the spirit realm. So he creates this giant contraption to just fucking rip a hole in the sky and beam his gold into the spirit world. Ghostbusters obviously catch on to this because like, hey, what's that big hole in the sky? I don't think that could. So they go is that, to. Is it a gold hole? <laughs> <laughs> is that a hole for gold? <laughs> oh, God. I don't even want to go into what that could be. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, they confront him about it, and it, it, I, I don't know, it's just a really good, uh, you can't take it with you story, that might be the name of the episode, mm. and just, I don't know, I just love the setting, I, I, and obviously the crux of it is, because they open the hole, things are getting through from the other side, so you get, you get a lot of good ghost busting action, because busting makes me feel good. Busting, 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 <laughs> oh shit! Thank you, Ray Parker Jr. Thank I you, love for, you. <laughs> thank you for your chopped and screwed version of that song that someone did without your will <laughs> I, I, <laughs> or I just, express permission. I just looked permission. at some of the cast list for some random episodes when they introduced uh, Lewis Tully, as everyone remembers. That's one of the characters from the Toxic Crusaders. His voice actor. Oh shit, that's really cool. And also, Cam <laughs> Clark was an actor yep. in was a voice actor in an episode. Cam Clark being uh, the the voice of Liquid Snake, who is one of my top mm -hmm. waifus, like top tier. <laughs> so not you're not wrong, except when he's a hand. I don't, well, well, he might get better when he's a hand. I'm not sure. Depends on how you look at it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite episode, Chris? I, I have two because I'm garbage. I, it, no, you're not garbage at all. Monsters, I love this show. And it's directly for the two like monsters in it the boogeyman episode where egon has to confront the boogeyman and it's fucking great Absolutely. and the boogeyman essentially gets taken down by children and not the ghostbusters yep i mean they set up the trap but it's the two children that he's been terrorizing that like completely saved the day Unfortunately, the only bad thing about that episode, I think, is because uh, if you watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff about the real Ghostbusters, that's one of the first episodes where they do put children front and center. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why the show starts going down here after, I think, like the third season, 
um, is because the network took a hold of it after it became really popular and was like, no, this isn't really what people want to see. They want to see more kids on the screen. They want to see more Slimer. They want to all these. Yeah, exactly. No one wanted any of that. Everyone just wanted good Ghostbusting action and character development like in the Boogeyman episode. Yeah. But they, the network just didn't understand the, the core of that show and what made it work. As networks but yeah, yeah. But yeah, you were saying the other day when we were talking about this beforehand that you really liked the character development that they gave Egon in Boogeyman. And I agree with you 100%. Also, it's so I good. I absolutely adore the, the, the Halloween is Forever episode with Samhain. Yes. Even they say Samhain like bastards. Zach, <laughs> what's your favorite? Uh, I haven't watched the show. Oh. Uh, I've, wa- I've watched one episode. We watched. Um... Ooh. The Grundle. We watched. That's we right. watched the Grundle episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that episode. That episode is terrifying. Yeah. Because the Grundle, for th- for those that haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. By the way, you can Although get this going, really easily. It, it will be gone this this month. They're taking it off. All right, watch oh it quick God, then. Watch it now. Watch it now. All <laughs> of it, please. At least the first the first season. That's all you really need yeah. in order to like just be swept away by it. But yeah, the Grundle episodes about just this evil creature that was once a child but now is horribly deformed and goes from children's window to window trying to get them to come out and play, child. Come out and yeah, play. Yeah, no, it, I, I really liked that episode. Mm, it's so yeah. creepy. And then they, re, they redid that character for the Extreme Ghostbusters, which is kind of garbage and we won't talk about, but I like it, so whatever. <laughs> Um, but on the Saint Sawain yes. thing, um, one of my favorite scenes, I think it's in that episode or it might be a later episode, but there is a moment when they look inside the ecto containment unit and they're just scanning around looking for ghosts I think and that's stuff. A later one. And it, yeah, I think so too. But you just, they just, the camera pans to Sawain at one point and he's just sitting there tapping his fingers, staring directly back at them, basically biding his time until he gets out again to make the world Halloween forever. And I just think that is so cool. That is I'd such a good image and like Halloween idea. Forever. Me I, too. Yeah. I, I don't like the eternal darkness thing. That's the only thing. I need yeah. some sunlight every once in a while. <laughs> Can, can we petition for eternal darkness in Halloween? Oh man, can we? Yeah, just do some sort of change.org petition <laughs> to make it Halloween every day. Make it, make it Halloween all the time. All the time Halloween. Please. Make the whole planet Halloween town. Yes. <laughs> just, make the, just make the whole planet the, the embodiment of the song Halloween by the Misfits. Oh, exactly. hell yeah. I Halloween like planet? That's what we're going to call the Earth now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll get a lot more, a, a lot more DMs from alien races if they see that. Oh shit! It's always Halloween there. We want to we'll go there. Ad- yeah. We're not fucking around. We'll, we'll be one of those year-long Halloween stores. Hell, yeah. oh yeah, just we're, everywhere. We're the spirit Halloween of planets. planets. <laughs> we moved into an abandoned planet. <laughs> It used to be like a 99 cent store. If nothing else, that's what we can do with Mars. Mars used to be a title, Max. <laughs> An interesting uh, fact about what Chrissy, I'm sorry. About Rule Ghostbusters is the voice of Fred from Scooby Doo is a voice of fucking race dance. Yes, and he he's is. He's doing and his Fred it. voice. He is. It's so good. Yeah, he really and, is. 
And my Dave fa- Coulier, oh, go the ahead. voice of fucking Garfield, is doing his Garfield voice. Well, n- no, Lorenzo Music was the voice of Garfield. If we want to get oh, all Rick and Morty on. on this shit, L- Lorenzo Music did, did the voice of Garfield, and then when ah. they did Garfield, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I d- but I Dave just... Coulier reprises the role of Venkman later ah. in the series. Oh, God, so he. I just know that the voice of Garfield guy made Bill Murray kind of mad. Because he sounded like Garfield, and then exactly. went up to voice Garfield to do Garfield. <laughs> oh, the deep irony. Yup. Oh man, but mm, I love that show so much. And one thing, I one la- last little p- piece of trivia that I thought was funny in an interview one time about Dan, a- oh, that Dan Aykroyd did about Ghostbusters. They were talking about how the character designs of the characters in the series don't really match up to what the actors actually mm. look like. And that was intentional. They wanted to make them stand out for children. That's why they all have different colored jumpsuits and stuff rather than all being beige I like they the are in the movie. Oh, yeah. But um, one time Dan Aykroyd did say on camera that he's uh, he was talking about the character uh, designs and he was just like, all I know is that I'm the fat one. I know that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, Dan Aykroyd. Because <laughs> they did make Ray a lot pudgier he's in the series than Dan Aykroyd yeah. was. <laughs> he was. I actually like Ray a lot. There's more of him to love. Right. <laughs> on the last show oh, that, man. that two of us watched. True. Uh, which would you have to show Zach at some point? Oh, I will. I, oh, I, I'm interested. Also, why was this made? Uh, <laughs> because Troma is great. But, like, we are a very Troma-centric uh, show, as yeah. everyone, I'm sure, has noticed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, our last show was Toxic Crusaders, which was built on the movie Toxic Avenger, which no child should ever no watch. Child. Oh no my child. God. Fucking... Several adults probably shouldn't watch it either. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> please, if you have sociopathic tendencies and, you, and you're in a gym, please don't. <laughs> True. <laughs> that Don't, scene still terrifies me. Yeah, God, jeez, yeah. so just gruesome. And then they make this children's show that is pretty lighthearted and fun and just all American. If I would have to give it a good old all like, American, <laughs> good the, old the last term. episode of the season because it was a thirteen episode season. Lloyd couldn't get mm-hmm. it picked up by a major network because right. There's obviously a, a conspiracy with Troma and big networks. No one wants them. <laughs> On the DVD, he does go in onto a little bit of a rant about it at, before the ep- episode one starts. He's like, have you heard of syndication? <laughs> like, Toxic of Croxic Crusader should have gone into syndication. <laughs> Can you say devil-worshipping media conglomerates? Yeah. <laughs> like, he does it every episode as well. It's great. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> The last episode of the season, the 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 main villain, the ever ever uh, charismatic Doctor Killamoff, <laughs> who is one of my favorite design characters ever. I was about to say he's kind of hot. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best reaction. I but Doctor Killamoff. Um. It's great. He's like Shredder and a garbage compactor put put together. Yeah, he switches places with with Toxie's mum in their brain because Headbanger, who we mentioned earlier, makes this device where you can swap mm. like brains of people, and so their personalities will swap into each. And oh, kind of like that episode of Futurama. They stole that from Toxic Crusaders. And, and um, yeah, so Toxie's mum. 
and Dr. Killamoff swap brains. So at one point, Dr. Killamoff is, is just walking around fucking Trimmerville being as Toxie's mum. And he's like got a handbag oh my and God. And then Toxie's mum is like <laughs> running this, like, you know, running this organization that is meant to, like, be killing the Earth. Yeah, just destroying the planet with yeah. pollution. Um, there were so many good characters in it. Like, Psycho, who's, like, Dr. Killamoff's, like, right-hand man, and he's super self-referential. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he's so deadpan all the time. And just the, the told-you-sos like, and the quips. You're just like, oh, my God, I would slap like, the shit out of what, you if you were it, like, here with me. Dr. Killamoff lays out a plan, he always goes, what if this happens? And then that happens. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want some hopeless geek to turn into a horrific creature of superhuman size and strength. Ridiculous! <laughs> <laughs> another, another really um, interesting thing that, that that relates to video game fans again. For, voice yes, actors yes. that I would not have thought would have been in this are in this. The voice of Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid 1. Patrick Zimmerman Shit. is the voice of Junkyard, That's which was a, a, a super mutant dog bloke. And <laughs> Colonel, I don't think I saw that one. The, the voice of the voice of Colonel Campbell, also in Metal Gear Solid, Paul Eiding, he's No Zone, who is a bloke who has like one leg. His other leg is a wheel, and he has a massive nose. And his like super mutant power is like amazing sneezes. Yes, it really is. I had no idea that's Colonel I, uh, Campbell. I don't think I've ever heard the sentence, his other yeah. leg is a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought it was a one-off thing that was like part of one episode, and then he kept showing up with the wheel again. I'm like, oh, that's just that, that's that, just how he is. Okay, never mind. What he looks like. like, another one of like, the, <laughs> like Toxie's girlfriend, instead of it being um, uh, Sarah... Her name's Yvonne, and she, like, she can't sing for shit. She's normal, she's human, yes. but she just can't sing. And I love Yvonne so much. Yvonne might be my favorite character, other than Toxie, because oh, Toxie's love Toxie. just so wholesome. so wholesome. I love him, too. <laughs> Every character. Like, all of these shows have really good uh, um, openings, but honestly, the best, mm-hmm. the best theme song is the Toxic Crusaders theme. I mean, I'll fight you on that. You're going up against Goosebumps and no, Ghostbusters and Ghost fucking... The Toxic Crusaders get stuck in your head for ages, and I love it. It is really good. So does Goosebumps! And then the dog with the snake eyes? Come on, now! Come on! Don't go and give me that shit! But the Toxic Crusaders opening is super psychedelic and weird and just awesome. I love the art style of that whole show. It's so bad. I would just be like sitting there and randomly it will intrude my brain and I'll just be going around the house. Just go toxic crusaders. Toxic crusaders. <laughs> I, I actually love the art in Toxic Crusaders too, like the background uh, animations and stuff. It's all, he even says it in one of his intros. It's very similar to, the art style is kind of similar to Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles, you know? It kind of has that same uh, color palette and kind of sketch like backgrounds, like that show cityscapes and stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, 
And actually, that brings me to another point about Toxic Crusaders that I just really like. Toxic Crusaders is a lot like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm. and X-Men in the sense that it's about, like, mutants that are shunned by society, but oh, they, they don't give a, give a fuck, fuck, and they just want to help people. And even Toxie's mom and Yvonne, who are on the surface, you know, regular people, they're kind of weird, too. They have uh, their quirks. Like, Yvonne can't sing, and she plays the accordion bad, and Toxie's mom's just crazy. And you're just like, oh, man, these are just, you know, the rejects of society that only want to help people, but just keep getting shit on by society. And you're just like, this is such a good, it's, it's such a message for people. It's just kind of like Haunted Mask, you know, be comfortable with who you are and just try to be the best person you can yeah. all the time. Right. And America. It's, it's, it's yeah, a good it's cartoon. <laughs> in America. It's a cartoon. It's yeah. you know, meant to be like Captain Planet. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. they're Captain Planet vibes, too, just without a lot of people being well, turned into trees. Well, you've got Major trees. Disaster, who is basically a tree. <laughs> oh, shit, he does turn people into trees. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah. No. Wow. Watch, watch all these shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Like th these are all really, really good pieces of media. Like from just an era where things were a lot different. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like some of them have themes. Obviously, like I mean, they're all kids shows, so they all have like mm. a theme. Like they all have like a message, of mm -hmm. course. Like even even Toxic Crusaders, which you know is based on a property <laughs> that no kids should watch. Still has some sort of theme. Has still has some sort of message in some way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting that yeah. they all have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the I don't know why these shows exist, <laughs> but they do. Yeah. And they're all good. Yep. Well, yeah. to varying degrees. Uh, I mean, yeah, all of them have their hit, hit, their up points and their down points, and all of them went through phases or got canceled for reasons of, right. that beyond the people making. Like the control of the mm. people making them. But, it's an interesting era yeah. of kid shows. Yeah, because uh, one thing that I just think is so interesting is back in that time they marketed so much not safe for kids stuff Robocop. to kids. There was a ro yeah, there was a RoboCop animated series, and RoboCop's one of the goriest films at the time. Like just fucking, mm. you see him shoot the main bad guy, and there's blood everywhere. He just rips into him, and he shoots that one guy in the dick. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, how you just yeah, gonna shoot again? That's rude. Your move, creep. <laughs> Rude. But so it was just an era where, for whatever reason, either parents didn't give a fuck and were letting kids see these movies and people mm. capitalized on it, or they capitalized on it with the intent of getting the kids to watch the movies, or more no. specifically, it to was buy toys. the toys. It was probably, yeah, it was partially a toy ploy. Yeah. It was I mean, a toy ploy. It was a ploy for toys. There's that reference um, that Lloyd says in those intros for the Toxic Crusaders, where it's just like, and we would have had loads of great toys to shill. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think part of it is, okay, there's all these... Th this movie is popular, but only with mm. adults because of the violence. How can we market it to kids? Mm -hmm. How do we get and a bigger market share? Exactly. How do we, how do we uh, adapt this so kids can watch it, essentially? Mm -hmm. I think that's the point. And yeah, and and another way to think about it too is, um, they knew that if the parents liked those movies, they were more likely to probably buy those toys for the kids and try to expose them to that media when they mm. might be old enough or when they, as parents, felt like their children were old enough. Because, like I said, I had the um the the big mechanical mover thing from Alien Two. 
I had that toy as a kid, and my parents bought it for me. They don't like Alien, mm. so this, this actually has no point to it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but all I'm saying is that like, I could see how that would be another way of thinking from a marketing perspective, is it's like, hey, eventually they'll be old enough to like this shit. Right. Let's, well, let's get them Colin, young. My friend Colin had, because over here we got the Toxic Crusaders. Mm-hmm. And my friend Colin had the Toxic Crusaders toys. Yeah. And he watched the show. But it was, yeah. Not like, a show that kids really necessarily should be watching. Actually, no, yeah. I'll take, I take that back. Toxic Crusaders, kids, I think Toxic was Crusaders good for is kids. wholesome, and I would show Toxic Crusaders to my nephew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's pretty wholesome if you can get past, like, the f- freakish people. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, th- I think it also taught kids to accept people who look different. Exactly. And that's a big, that's a big staying point for any of those mm. cartoons. Mm. So, final thoughts? Final thoughts are just, these are good shows. And one thing is, mm. there's a lot more of them out there. We just scratched the surface of that era of television for children. Yeah, I mean, we stumbled upon one when we were talking yeah. about Real Monsters. We were like, ah, shoot, we probably should Yeah, I know. And I mean, you can bring up some of the other really well-written ones, like Batman, the animated series, oh. you know? which well, Animaniacs. Yeah, Animaniacs is so good. I watched a horror episode of Animaniacs, and I just don't think we have time to get into it, but Freak it had some... as well. I mean, Freak oh, is Freak is always uh, horrifying perfect. premise. Freak is oh, yeah, it was so good. And the 90s was good for decent animation. Mm-hmm. It felt like they really put a lot of time into their craft and in their writing mm. back in the 90s, which I'm not saying they don't do that now, but it's a lot different because everything's computer generated and they're trying to appeal to a much, an, a generation with a lot less attention span because yeah. everyone has phones, everyone is being pulled every which way by advertisements, the internet, um, just, you know, what their friends are saying is good on social media and stuff like that. So you have to try a lot harder and be a lot snappier to catch the attention of kids these days. Mm -hmm. Back then, we didn't have all that. So what they put out, they wanted kids to like. They wanted it it to engage them, to, to grab them. And if that meant using some stuff that wasn't necessarily for their age group. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they're going to do it. <laughs> I mean, just think Scary Sources on the Dark was a book series for kids. Technically. Yeah. Oh, for God. Sure. It's terrifying. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, it was an interesting episode. It was a lot of fun researching. I mean, like I said, it wasn't research heavy, but there was a lot of watching that happened. And I mean, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I would have never gotten into Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And now it's one of those shows that I just adore. (laughs) I had great fun rewatching The Adam Family with Stephen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I don't want to do it with your friends, do it with your family. Watch the Toxic Crusaders with your mom. (laughs) With your mom. And then watch the Toxic Avenger. With your mom. With your mom. <laughs> and then uh, Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of nostalgia watching Beetlejuice again. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I hadn't seen Beetlejuice since I was a kid, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's how liking this. That's how it was for Are You Afraid of the Dark too. Just very mm-hmm. much remember huddling up in a dark room late Saturday night, just like getting scared because the curtains were moving because of the heater or the AC or whatever, and be like, oh! What was that? And then going back to the campy Canadian acting that was in front of me. <laughs> See, but I never stopped watching Goosebumps. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I always watch that shit. I'll watch it right now. After this, 
after this, I'm watching Haunted Mask. We have, I have it on VHS. We have it on VHS. <laughs> we have sh the Shock on Shocker Street or whatever it is. We have yeah. that on DVD yeah. along with uh, two others. There are two others there, on that there's DVD. There's other ones. <laughs> I will find certain... the Toxic Crusaders VHS somewhere. <laughs> I know Red Letter Media has a copy. Your... Wow. So I'm, I'm like just go to Milwaukee and steal it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, the social media stuff. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, just search Podcast of the Dead on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we're on Instagram at PC of the Dead. We're on Twitter at PC of the Dead. And we have a Patreon. Uh, money. And, VHS uh, tapes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not uh, going to spoil anything, but keep an eye on our banner, because Chrissy always makes amazing banners, and you will get a hint of what we might be talking about next time, because it's a good one. It's good y'all. I spent ages on this 90s house. <laughs> <laughs> Three in the morning. <laughs> it, was so good. it was so good. I saw that and I'm like, fuck yes, that looks amazing. It was very good. Yeah. We might just keep that one up for a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> or put it to the side somewhere, just like yeah. as a sidebar, just like, hey, look at this cool shit. <laughs> we'll make t shirts out of it. Yeah. Really horribly printed t shirts. I was about to say, yes. I don't think we can, but okay. I'm going to print out <laughs> that banner on a piece of paper and glue it with a glue stick <laughs> to some t shirts and sell them for $10 a piece, y'all. <laughs> Twenty dollars. It's a lot of work. And yeah. shipping, you know, whatever. Sh yeah, shipping, <laughs> handling, oh. whatever the hell the handling part of shipping means. Oh man. And then we have the email where you can email us. Please Absolutely. Send us suggestions. We love to hear send, suggestions. Send us a quote from the Toxic Avenger that you love. Absolutely. Or send us an email with no subject line that just says <laughs> "fuck" in the body. <laughs> Actually, I request that, no, that if you send us any email, please, no punctuation, complete run-on sentence. No, no spaces. Yeah, no spaces, no no, no uh, conjunctions or anything, just, just fucking stream of consciousness nonsense, please. And we'll spend, like, hours like the Da Vinci Code ciphering it. Please email us a James Joyce novel. <laughs> and that's at Specifically at Finnegan's at Wake. gmail.com. Could you say that one more time? I think I might have been laughing. Podcast of the dead at gmail.com. Excellent. Also, em, 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 donate to our Patreon and tell us why you hate Graham Linehan. <laughs> yeah, Fuck for sure. That guy. And also, what kind of porn you want Zach to watch. Yeah. Oh, God, please. <laughs> I'm starving. My body needs. <laughs> My body yearns. And that's horrifying enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> All things horror, we got that shit down. <laughs> Zach Need. <laughs> oh, oh bye, y'all. Y'all have a good one. We love you. We love you. Good, goodbye, friends. Bye.